This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Do me a favor. When you have some time, throughout Canada, folks, you can listen to AMI-audio right from your TV. Compton subscribers, Channel 88, and Eastlink customers, you guys can find us on Channel 887. Visit AMI.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. And let's get into one of our regional content reports. Today we're checking in with Ryan Delahanty, our content development specialist for AMI in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Lots of stuff to discuss today, Ryan. We're going to start with the launch event that's happening uh, next month for a long-awaited service in Halifax. It's called Extra Care Taxi. So what's the story here? So this is something that has been uh, much desired over the last decade or so. There's been a lot of effort to see this launch in some fashion or another. And it was sort of uh, quietly introduced over the last month or so. But um, the city, Halifax Regional Municipality, has now announced that they'll be holding a special event to formally welcome the new accessible taxi service, Extra Care Taxi. So sort of the grand opening launch event will be on Tuesday, October 11th from 1 to 2 p.m. at Halifax. Hall, just outside, uh, just in City Hall, 1841 Argyle Street, where members of the public are invited to come and learn more about the service, and they'll be able to also view the accessible taxis at that event, so you can really get a hands-on and check it all out. And uh, this has been such a long-standing issue for people in Halifax, um, especially, you know, both residents and visitors to the city were un- unable to find accessible, spontaneous travel options, and the existing taxi companies had dabbled in offering accessible vehicles, uh, but that the supply quickly dwindled as they found that the high cost of providing the service was prohibitive and uh, they were doing it at a loss. Uh, They are a for-profit business. And so we'd seen 70 taxis on the road that were accessible maybe a bit over a decade ago. And then before this was introduced, we were down to just a handful, maybe a half dozen that might be active. And so to remedy that situation back in March, City Council unanimously approved a three-year contract to Extra Care Taxi, where passengers pay the standard taxi rate for their trips. Uh, so you don't have to absorb those extra costs. It is the same rate as any other taxi for people that need the accessible vehicle. And the city itself will provide funding to subsidize those extra costs and to uh, bring down the cost for the operator. And so many people were thrilled when uh, Seniors Transit, the uh, existing service, uh, quietly introduced this new wing of their offerings, uh, accessible taxi services just a couple months ago. Great. So action was necessary and action was taken. Uh, I'm curious about the response because it it is kind of a, um, you know, a service, like you said, everybody's been waiting for, but the way in which it was put out into the community, how are the early reviews going? Uh, quite positive so far. Uh, I've seen a lot of people commenting on the post, sharing their experiences. Everybody's had rave reviews about uh, the transportation aspect of it. Uh, our friend Vicky Levac was uh, doing a uh, one-woman performance at the Fringe Festival a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was there. She started taking audience questions at the end, and uh, I was like, well, how's Extra Care Taxi so far? Have you heard much? <laughs> uh, she's in the loop. I knew she would have the inside scoop. 
And she'd actually used it that night to get to her Fringe Fest performance when the excessive bus that she had booked well in advance fell through. And she was able to swap in a ride with extra care quite quickly and make it to the venue on time uh, to rave reviews, of course. Uh, so it's been great to see the service get such glowing reviews. Although I have seen numerous people mention they're not too fond of the name Extra Care Taxi and would probably welcome a rebranding. Okay. I uh, can agree with that. I mean, it, it's interesting because we keep talking and keep pushing the inclusivity forward. But then sometimes you just look at a name of a service and you go, huh, still feel like I'm sticking out like a sore thumb here. Uh, but I love how you, you know, um, uh, weaseled your way in there for that question after <laughs> the performance. So tell us about how it works, Ryan, how people in Halifax can learn more. So Extra Care Taxi is currently operating eight accessible vehicles and is available to residents who may require this service 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Two more vehicles are planned to be added to the fleet in the coming weeks. Uh, you can make bookings by phone, numbers 902-334-0334, and online through the Extra Care Taxi web booker page or the free Extra Care Taxi app. Also seeing really positive reviews of the app. And with that app, you can book a taxi in under 10 seconds, uh, experience exclusive priority service from Extra Care Taxi, and some really nice sort of uh, quality of life features that you can log in and book with a business account, automate expenses, so you can separate you know, personal from business travel if you want to get reimbursed, uh, a price estimator, you know what you're in for, driver and vehicle details, you can track your arrival on the map and schedule future trips in advance as well. And so for more information on the accessible taxi service, uh, the uh, city's website, halifax.ca slash accessible taxi, uh, will bring you the details. And of course, uh, you're welcome to join that launch event at City Hall on October 11th and really check them out in person. Wow. Congratulations to them. That'll be, I think the launch event is such a wonderful thing. And that uh, sounds like some tremendous response. Uh, people are going to hopefully have a, a whole different world uh, of, of accessible travel for them to be able to get out and get around. Uh, let's move into your second item, sir. Um, let's talk about this call for participants from the from March of Dimes Canada. Uh, what is this photo voice project and who they're looking for, right? So with this, March of Dimes Canada is inviting youth with disabilities between 16 and 25 years old and guardians or parents of infants and toddlers with disabilities, the children being between zero and four, to join them in a photo voice project about what it means to grow up in Canada with a disability. So in a photo voice project, a group of people passionate about change come together to work on an issue that is important to them. Participants take pictures to reflect on their strengths and the barriers they face. The group then talks about the photos and finds the patterns in them together. Uh, the group then will present their photos and ideas to decision makers to hopefully bring about the changes they want to see in the community. And they want to identify with this project factors that young people growing up with disabilities need to thrive in school, in the community, and in March of Dime Canada's programming and services. They'll work alongside youth and their care caregivers to identify the struggles, priorities, needs, and dreams of young people with disabilities. And uh, they'd love anybody interested in taking part or learning more to contact the local organizer Haley uh, by emailing hcrooks, so H-C-R-O-O-K-S at marchofdimes.ca. Wow, I love this because we're looking into the younger people, getting 
the the really serious things that are on their minds, the things that we should know ahead of time to help, because you feel such a disparity in does anyone really understand me? And I know some people say, well, as a teenager, everybody feels that way. Does anyone understand me? But, you know, we all recognize the importance of understanding anyone at any given time. But I know I recall some of the holes of feeling like, yeah, but nobody understands what I need to get ready for college. No one understands what I need to do here in grade 10 to to survive in this big school, whatever it might be, or my outside relationships with people that I'm struggling with, making friends, finding that way. There's so many things that already start you for the future, Ryan. So this is beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that uh, that group setting where a lot of times it is more comfortable to kind of have that team effort and bring things to each other before you're kind of bringing it to the greater group or presenting it to, you know, the government officials or whoever may be in attendance. And so sometimes I find, uh, you know, you kind of form friendships, relationships, and, uh, you know, people might be more inclined to participate than they would if they had to kind of shout it out to the whole room. Mm. Uh, So a really nice approach there as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of um, group projects, right? Just kind of getting people on the same page uh, amongst yourselves before presenting it out there. You're right. It does make a big difference on the way that you feel uh, connecting with your intentions and just knowing that other people have your back. Yeah. So And being able to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Now, one more thing to highlight on our uh, report today. We wanted to talk about a cool program looking to make pick to country, pick to county and surrounding areas more accessible before uh, or more accessible. And before we talk about Nova Ramp Up, tell us about the organization behind it, Ray. This is a program from the John Howard Society of Nova Scotia, which is a nonprofit charity who offers support, compassion, and practical help to all people, regardless of background. Uh, A lot of the work they do is within correctional facilities to deliver programs that support incarcerated people to cope with their reality today and to plan for their release when that does come. And uh, it includes uh, parenting, relationships, life skills programs for men in correctional facilities in the province. Uh, And uh, one of their specific sort of employment programs that we're featuring today is the Nova Ramp Up program, which was born out of their desire to increase access to businesses and community organizations in the Picto area by offering temporary access ramps for single step storefronts. So uh, the ones that have the smaller, easily uh, solved, you know, accessibility barriers, uh, Mm -hmm. but often those don't get solved unless you kind of find a program like this and uh, they do the outreach and make sure uh, that it happens. And so the vibrant colored ramps are constructed by their partners at the Northeast Nova Scotia Correctional Facility, and they take about uh, 30 days to build and deliver once they've got the order in. Amazing. That's actually a pretty great turnaround, too. And it's amazing how they it feels like they have our back. Um and it's really something that benefits a lot of people, especially the people involved in creating it. So how can people, business owners in the Pictou County area connect with Nova Ramp Up? So they're offering these uh, free ramps and they're available nice. to eligible single step storefronts in Pictou, River John, Tatamagush and Antigonish for a limited time. Uh, their goal is to give 50 eligible storefronts the opportunity to install these free temporary access ramps. So uh, get in quickly if you are eligible and their ramp ambassador, Ken, 
uh, will help with the request. So he can either be called by phone at 902-754-1566, or for more information, you can visit their website, which is www.jhsns.ca slash Nova Ramp Up. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate all the information you shared with us today. Very exciting stuff. Well, thank you. We'll talk soon. Yes, we will. Ryan Delahanty joins us every other Wednesday, in fact, to chat with us and give us updates on everything going on uh, in and around Nova Scotia. Some amazing coverage there by Ryan, and uh, good luck to so many of the projects. Sounds so fascinating. We have another hour ahead of Kelly and Company, ladies and gentlemen, and in that hour, Ramya has a great article to share with us, and we'll get into a discussion about it. Also, Mary Mammoliti continues with safe cooking technique for the uh, low vision or blind home cook. But up next, it's the Wednesday edition of The Buzz with Bill Shackleton right here on Kelly and Company. Stick around. Talk to you in two minutes. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.